0: Welcome to episode 80 of Vague Zone. I'm Thomas.
1: And I'm Daniel.
0: Today we're talking about the film Everything, Everywhere, All at Once by Daniels. So Daniel, would you like to read us the IMDb (laughs) synopsis for this film?
1: An aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes connecting with the lives she could have led. I feel like I would have a hard time summing this movie up, so I think that's about as good as you can do. Um, but joining yeah. us for this discussion, <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> is uh, my wife Emily Corona. <laughs> <Say> hello. hello. <laughs> I didn't
2: want to say anything until I've been introduced.
1: She was staring at.
0: She was staring daggers at me. <laughs> sorry about that. My apologies oh, for not introducing you. <laughs>
1: uh, so Emily, as our guest, yes. why don't you start off by letting us what let us know what did you think of everything, everywhere, all at once?
2: Well, I believe I'm the only one of the group who's seen it twice already yeah um yeah I saw it with Daniel and then I went with a few friends a couple days ago um and the first time I came out and I was like wow solid movie met my expectations um but for some reason I didn't come out like super invigorated by it like some of the other people I was with um yeah. uh but then after the second time like I came out and was like That was amazing, and then today, just thinking about it all day, because actually, it it wasn't even a couple days ago that I saw it, I saw it yesterday Yesterday, again, (laughs) the second time was yesterday. Today, I couldn't stop thinking about it, and I honestly was sort of trying to do the math in my head, like when I got off work, like could I go see it another time before (laughs) Like I really, (laughs) like now I'm, it's so compelling um totally i both times i cried a lot today just thinking about the movie i like (laughs) went in the bathroom at work and cried a little bit um i love it
0: uh thomas how about you um sort of in the same boat yeah we were like planning uh sorry you invited me to go see it but i was sort of busy but also i really wanted to see this at like a different theater. For some reason, I didn't want to see this at Bay Street. I, I guess I <laughs> yeah, should be a little more fair. honest at about AMC. that. And so so it you was... got to see Nicole Kidman talking about <laughs> yeah. how magical the movies are. That's great, yeah. Instead, I get to see uh, Michelle Yeoh talk about the, uh, oh, she, she was going to beat you up if you have your cell phone on during the, the screening because me and she had you see that draft house? Yeah, we saw at the draft house. That was the first oh, time I've ever, I've ever been to an Alamo draft house and it was just fucking really? incredible. Yeah, I've never been to one and the one in the mission is like beautiful. It Did recan- you get there and, early? Uh, Not super early. It got there enough to kind of just, like, walk around. To see the pre-show, though? Um, I saw, like, a little bit of the pre-show where they're doing, like, they're showing music videos from the Daniels, clips from their career. And then they showed uh, interviews from uh, Michelle Yeoh on the Rosie O'Donnell show, which was, like, the most 90s thing I'd ever seen this week. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty amazing. And so, yeah, just that entire experience was just fantastic. And I was loving just, like, being in that atmosphere, just all the Bruce Lee posters in the lobby and just, like, being in the theater, that was, like, you know – A cinephiles kind of theater And I'm sort of with Emily Like yeah I feel like all of Our movie going friends Have sort of been like Replen- replenish and reinvigorated by this movie in a way that like hasn't happened in a while where it's such a great movie that like pushes the genre forward it's original and, and it's also just like very heartfelt but it's also it's a dope movie it's great like choreography and fighting and sound and music and it's just a great tribute to these actors we've had and uh, sort of like a tribute to Michelle Yeoh and um Ki and like you know just like these actors who have have had like great careers and like I just love everything about it but yeah it is like a great movie at the center of it because it's about you know being the best person you are and like just sort of combating that nihilism with love and just like just that itself is what makes this movie sort of spectacular and really like it, it makes it resonate on a whole another level because yeah it's great there's like you know raccoon in a, a butt plug fight and it's just like this is yeah. an insane fucking batshit crazy movie but also like you have these serene moments like like the rock overlook thing like that was a moment where someone in the theater was like they went from hysterical laughter to just like crying within like a couple of moments you can just hear it just like people just like combating with just like this gorgeous poetic imagery which is like the there's googly eyes on this rock it's, it's like it's, just, it's so adorable but it's so like it's just amazing so yeah this is one of those one-of-a-kind movies that's just just incredible it's yeah it's so many there's so many good things to say about it but yeah what do you think about it daniel
1: uh so yeah this movie is so fucking overwhelming like yeah. I feel like, uh, I heard a lot of hype going in and I was like, just fucking shut up. Like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to hear anything. Like, yeah. don't get my expectations up. Cause I just want to like, see this damn movie. And there was a moment in this movie where I was a little disappointed that it wasn't like the matrix meets eternal sunshine that I was hoping for because huh. it is that plus ad- uh, adult swim, which I wasn't expecting. The adult <laughs> swim component to this is very important. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I had to sort of, like, reckon with, okay, this isn't what I wanted, but this is what it is, and I have to kind of give myself over to it and and engage with it, you know, as it is. Um, and this is totally a movie that I, I was crying during, and I've cried thinking about it since. I yeah. I might cry talking about this movie. Uh, yeah. Because it's just like, Me man, that, that butt plug fight. Just <laughs> tears tears blowing down my face.
0: Yeah, no. Um, I, I, I was applauding. Audibly applauding. <laughs> I was very happy.
1: But, uh... Yeah, I fucking love this movie, man. Uh, it it kind of... and This movie, it, it goes at such a breakneck speed. It reminds me of something that George Miller said where he says, we're speed reading now. With uh, Mad Max. It was just, you can have this many cuts. You can have this fast-paced action because that is culture now. <laughs> like, yeah. that, the that is the audience that we're dealing with. And so having, going from, you know, hot dog fingers and people cracking up, to talking about, uh, you know, nihilism, this feeling that nothing matters, and do we either approach that with despair, or do we approach that with inspiration? Uh, yeah. It's so much, it's such a fucking meaty thing to grapple with, and God bless the fucking Daniels for committing and i don't know man like maybe we should just get into individual components of this <laughs> um yeah, yeah totally. we could start with the cast uh michelle yo like i i think it's incredible that she even signed on for this because i could see <laughs> yeah. some actresses maybe being concerned that like oh this doesn't really fit the image that i'm trying to build for myself or something uh but god bless her for fucking committing to this and because it's fucking zany as hell i don't know like what what do you think <laughs>
2: About the casting. About specific. Michelle. Yeah. Let's
1: just, Michelle, we'll just start with Michelle. Michelle yeah. I
2: mean, I I didn't do any cast digging before the episode, so I I don't really know what like the most recent thing she's done has been. She's um, been
1: kind of having like a renaissance. I feel like no, She's uh, in Crazy Rich yeah, yeah, she was in uh, Shang Chi. She's yeah. In... oh, oh yeah so she had like a small I part I guess in... I do know everything she had a small part she's in Guardians in... too. she was so in... She's having... up in Star Trek Discovery so she's
2: having sort of a modern uh, yeah a she's having I guess I don't really want to call it a comeback because she's been working consistently through this yeah, whole thing but it feels but like she's been in she's more consistently in like big titled projects which is yeah. really great
0: yeah ki kwan you could call that a comeback for sure Absolutely. that
2: yeah that's different um but yeah her casting is amazing like she's always been a wonderful actor and it's, it has been really nice to see her and i guess i didn't see crazy rotations but i did see shang chi <laughs> um and she was delightful it's, she's doing great it's, it's but the it's the best marvel. commercial for beijing it's, you know, it's pretty see. like milquetoast like marvel stuff yeah. um She's doing her best, just like everyone., uh, so yeah, this is exceptional., uh, yeah, and I agree. For a big name actress like her that has a lot of really prestige sort of titles under her belt, um, I feel like actors <laughs> actors either do that forever. Or at a certain point are like, fuck it, I'm, I don't, I, I want to do just what I want to do. And so it's nice to see her go that route. see her
1: go like, um, I'm going to do a movie that features a dildo fight. Yeah, because I think the like, actors
2: that go the other route that are just like, I'm in prestige forever, their careers just sort of fizzle slowly into obscurity. Um, and it's doing stuff like this that gets people um, interesting projects forever. Um, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah one thing i like was thinking about not to compare these actors in any way but i was thinking a little bit about this new nicolas cage movie that's coming out where he's playing himself and uh, yeah. i was just thinking about like these actors who were like really popular in like the 80s or 90s having this renaissance in like this 2010s kind of 2020 era and doing it in ways that are reflective and sort of self-referential sometimes they're they're done in ways that are like nuanced and sometimes they're done in ways that are i don't know a little more very sloppy. on the nose yeah. Yeah.
2: like the nicholas cage one is on the nose i think
0: he's basically the reason
2: meme. i want to yeah. the only reason i would want to see that movie is because of his body of work recently like that makes me think like he has chosen to do those projects which are for the most part stellar or at least exceptional in some way like not necessarily the entire project but like there is something unique and compelling about each one so for him to then choose to do this which i think looks terrible but i'm like (laughs) maybe he must know something i (laughs) don't i I think maybe Um, some like
1: more interesting writers and directors have taken an interest in him yeah he's probably getting
0: offered projects that aren't just like shitty straight to dvd stuff yeah yeah totally and so Um, there was an interview with michelle she said like yeah like shout out to the daniels for like wanting to do something and they like when they do a movie when they do a project they put their entire like heart and soul into it and you can just tell when you're watching their stuff like it just their personality just pops off of the screen and so i think like it's sort of like this weird thing where yeah we have an actress who like sort of just gets it and and wants to do something like that and then uh these younger directors and it's kind of this new generation just totally being up for that challenge yeah uh before we continue talking about cast
1: because you brought up daniels and like their past work Like, Swiss Army Man is a movie where I feel like I learned things about, like, how to do comedy from watching (laughs) that movie. Because I remember I wrote, like, this kind of absurd little short a long time ago. And I showed it to our our friend Gavin from Is This Still Good? Uh, And he he was like, I feel like you can tone back a lot of these jokes. Like, the premise is already absurd. Like, you should just play it straight. Mm. And... I that kind of I wasn't totally on board with that because I felt like I had like an idea like a vision here, uh, but then I watched Swiss Army Man and it's like okay they start with this absurd premise and there's also this idea in comedy that like you don't want to you don't need to add jokes because otherwise the audience will lose sight of the ridiculous thing they'll lose sight of like what they can point to and say that's the joke. So with yeah. Swiss Army Man you have this absurd premise of like the farting corpse, and they just. They run with it. They say, like, okay, if this is true, what else is true? What else can this corpse do? Uh, They play around with that, and then they develop... They focus on the humanity of the relationship. And they're bringing that same thing here to this movie with, like, the hot dog fingers thing. (laughs) Like, it is an absurd premise, and then they bring in the humanity of, like, okay, well, this is just a world where people have hot dog fingers. Like, the connections between these humans still exist. Uh, these emotional ties, these emotional relationships, and they actually use that to give uh, t- to portray the villain or one of the villains, uh, which is uh, uh, Deirdre Bo Beardra. <laughs> they what, actually they try, give, they try to give they try to give her more of an emotional story and yeah. like show that like this is a person who is very vulnerable, very lonely, and
2: incapable of love. Yeah. And, yeah. and, like, they give this person,
1: yeah. like, so much dimension in this hot dog world. Uh,
2: the fact that it's, like, close-ups of her little toesies playing Claire <laughs> DeLude <laughs> yeah. in, like, one of the more emotional moments of it, and you just keep cutting back to it, and it's yeah. like, oh, this isn't meant to, like, no break the tension of the drama. Like, this is now, like, they're okay with you laughing to it, but it's like, it is to build towards this greater emotional payoff um, that isn't just a joke. Yeah, it's not a joke. This is just part of it, and you're just rolling with it.
0: Yeah. I, I wanted to mention, yeah, kind of, sort of talking about this theme in the movie, a whole, like, there's this multiverse, like, idea and then the way that the movie sort of uh, communicates that is by this idea of like sinking and like sort of you're in sync by making your own decisions but if you make like do something weird and something kind of out of left field or unexpected then you can sort of you you're unsinking yourself and then you can kind of link up to like a person in another universe with like fighting skills or something like that <laughs> it's that's a really fun of, device yeah that's like this the short and sweet uh, description of that and i wanted to mention yeah there's like the intersection of story and spectacle where yeah it's like this big massive multiverse thing with all these gags and everything but a lot of those things wouldn't be able to be they wouldn't work and they wouldn't be as effective without these great character beats and like a lot of these moments like say like the butt plug fight or like the the raccoon-y thing which like just completely destroyed my heart theater everyone was just like just could not handle <laughs> yeah. that but like then we have these great shots of like Michelle Yeoh like in the screening of like watching, like she had a premiere of her own movie, but then she goes into the alleyway and has like this conversation about like love and like and just like those scenes are like just as impactful as these like really big comedy scenes. But I wanted to ask you guys, what are some of your favorite like sync moments or like things that are done to sort of like make that connection happen? Because I think like once, that element is added into the movie, it's just escalation upon escalation until the movie is over. And it's just like, it's so incredible. But yeah, any parts that stuck out to you? I mean, once you realize the butt plug <laughs> like because yeah. like I don't remember how it's conveyed I
1: feel like you just see someone eyes look to it and yeah, you're you like he, oh this is this this is how they're gonna do the sync it's
2: like it's like prefaced by a, by a funny little joke where they've both like bonked each other in the head so they've unsynced from their fighting mm-hmm. partners and he has an earpiece to talk to like control I think it's yeah. I think it's to yeah. Alpha Gong
1: Gong um,
2: yeah. and he's like I need a new path uh, and then you just see him look at the butt plug And yeah. you see her look at the butt plug uh, <laughs> And
1: it's like and we know everything we need to know For this to yeah. work I was
0: gonna say even going earlier When we're like in the normal like part of the movie When she's like having the conversation with Jamie Lee Curtis In any other comedy that could just be The regular joke like oh yeah he, Here are my trophies for like yeah. employee of the month And they just happen to look like dildos or whatever But then like it's a, a setup For an even bigger fucking punchline When you yeah. have Michelle Yo Fighting yeah. these two goons and they're both like there's a trophy hanging out of one guy and it's just like it's just like this, the theater just couldn't handle it like this is such a good theater <laughs> movie and like I said just like just yeah. the reactions to different those moments I love when uh, the dad is like in like the like mech kind of wheelchair or whatever and she yeah. he's like overpowering her and she like wipes the snot from his nose into his <laughs> yeah. mouth. Like that got me really like I don't know why, but I just like the thought that, that was, was a such really a good, good detail
2: one. and then she has to press her button by by just like leaning over like her yeah, hands yeah. aren't free. Like that yeah that whole little section yeah I I love the her just sort of like freewheeling it where she once she understands what she has to do to gain powers um, she is not on a, a predicted path. Like uh, she is just choosing things to do. Just yeah. being like this is weird. Yeah. Like everyone else risks. Everyone else has a designated path and are asking for paths. Versus she's just like once she uh, she uh, the character she's understands the that she outside of this one reality is almost certainly going to have some kind of ability. She can do literally anything and connect to anyone. And because they establish, it will, it will benefit her that
1: our Evelyn is the
0: worst version that of yeah. Everyone, but so no everyone, so no matter everyone what, good. she's gonna gain some something. <laughs> something. Um, yeah, I love that. Like, like little yeah. reversal on like the whole one mythology. It's like no, like you're actually you're not the chosen one. You're actually the like the very yeah. worst. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you are
1: you are un- unrealized potential. Yeah, <laughs> like and that's why you are so valuable. Yeah
0: yeah and i just love like the the really great gag of her the whole mistaking uh, ratatouille for raccoonie and then that just turning into this extended visual gag that just just, just, just pays off yeah. so well when she like nonchalantly walks out of the restaurant and just like snatches the the hat off yeah. of the guy, It's just it's just it's just so fucking good just yeah. do you know who voiced
1: raccoonie
0: no <laughs> uh
1: okay i haven't confirmed this in the credits but from what i heard is that it was randy newman
2: so no, it's not. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, well, maybe, but I I heard Randy Newman singing during. like So oh, okay. so they are playing like a Randy Newman song. I assume as a Pixar callback because Randy yeah, Newman yeah. does Pixar stuff. Um. But if he actually does the raccoon, it doesn't voice, look like weird. there's a
1: voice credited in here. I that so makes I'm me wonder if it, yes, is, it is that it is Randy Newman.
2: Um, <laughs> confirmed for lack of evidence otherwise yeah. it randy newman voices uh raccoon uh, yeah. which is great um yeah the little fake pixar uh, song as this as she discovers <laughs> in the kitchen is really nice because <laughs> they're just singing about friendship friendship and family which is what the movie's about yeah um
0: i also just wanted to shout out i think it's just a really strong visual movie when it gets more cosmic like when they go to like joys like her like her little area that's like all white it's like kind of like really futuristic and has like the the everything bagel kind of Mm -hmm. floating above it's like love that like psych like how psychedelic that looks i'm really big fan of when they go to like the little snowy area when they're like having like their samurai kill bill kind of fight Mm -hmm. and she has like this infinite like sword weapon in her hand that's just like rotating through just literally thousands of different things and it's just like this glowing specter of just yeah. Every weapon, and I just, I just love just like the small little details like that. There's also just, just shot very beautifully.
2: Yeah, her rolling down the stairs and her costumes changing yeah. with each, yeah, with yeah. each step. Yeah, um, it's how nice. fucking
1: ambitious is that? <laughs> like, like we're gonna have yeah. her roll down the stairs and her costume is gonna continually change. Yeah, it's gonna take several
0: hours to shoot. Yeah, this is one of those movies <laughs> I was really happy to go into blind because once um, uh, Kihei or the sorry, what's the the husband's name? Waymond. Waymond. Yeah. Once Waymond like starts doing like all the flips in the security cameras, I was just yeah. like, my I just got the biggest smile on my face. I was like, oh, this is gonna be like a kung fu movie, which I really wasn't expecting because I hadn't seen the trailer. I hadn't. I've only seen like I only saw the poster as much as I knew about this movie. So oh once, wow. Once like once the fighting started, I was just like so Ooh. fucking happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, where am I? Yeah. Especially like my I think my favorite shot in the movie is like the rolling of the fanny pack on the ground like just like that when he's just like beating up the security guards and just like the camera's just going to stick with the fanny pack for this one mm, yeah, shot. yeah. It's, like, it's like yes like thank you like, I need to, <laughs> that's the perspective i need
1: um so yeah we need to talk about kihui kwan yeah because like he took a 20-year break from acting or something like that yeah um, incredible um, and this is an absolutely incredible return um i so i was watching some like interviews with the cast and crew and stuff he i guess had a vocal coach uh an acting coach and a movement coach to prepare for this role he like went out and hired these coaches because he like wanted his he, he was so passionate about this project and his uh movement coach had him learn how to emulate a squirrel an eagle and a fox for the three different versions of waymond and that like he actually had to print out Photos of squirrels and hang them up all around his house, like <laughs> and like study their movement and like walk around on all fours and eat like a squirrel and stuff. And apparently, Love this it.
2: was like a like everyone knew this because we watched the like Vanity Fair like Anatomy of a Scene thing that was uh, Daniels and uh, Michelle uh, Daniel. Yo, and she and they make reference throughout it to Squirrel Wayman. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so this is like, a Squirrel Wayman. This is a Squirrel Wayman. Um, and then when he's, so like,
1: great. a sexy, you know... In the Mood for Love, Waymond, it's it's that's the Fox Waymond. Right. Yeah,
0: I I just love that, like, portion of the movie. It's like, this, you get so like so much, like, maximalist, but then, yeah, you get, like, this really, like, just great, like, yeah. Wong Kar Wai kind of, like, composed shot They're just, like, in the alleyway smoking cigarettes. It's, like, kind of, great. it's, has green it's like,
2: obviously, like, the, the, like, cinematic callback is nice. Like, it's really beautiful to look at, and it also conveys the tone really beautifully, but also just to have this, like, section of the movie that's very quiet. Like, once they get out of the theater and are in the alley together it's just always so nice to cut back away from the chaos to them just having like a heart-to-heart conversation um
1: and it's just like what a fucking great role for this guy as his comeback is like he gets to play like these very different types of characters it's all one guy but it's like realized in three very different types of ways yeah absolutely like when this movie starts you're not expecting to see like this character become like kind of a sexy leading man at some point
0: yeah Um, which is so great
1: and like this is like the this is the part talking about his role in this movie is the part that kind of makes me emotional because it's like when i was a kid like i remember watching the goonies and like data was my favorite character and like i'm getting emotional right now (laughs)
0: yeah uh, no man I, I'm with you like Temple of Doom was my favorite Indiana Jones movie as a kid and so like and yeah Short Round gets crucified cru- 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 <laughs> absolutely <laughs> just crucified and yeah The Goonies is solid Goonies is great yeah like but like I, I, part like, of it I'm,
1: I'm... <laughs> part of it was like being a kid and seeing minorities in movies yeah huh? yeah
0: yeah. Dude, I, I'm with you it's, it's a beautiful fucking thing and yeah like I like walked out of this theater just like feeling it was like feeling that invigoration. I Like I said, I saw this with my friend Trunks from SFSU and uh, my buddy Dyson, who is another filmmaker friend of mine, and sort of we all had different moments where it sort of hit us in, at different waves and the motion sort of hit us at different times. And one thing you, you sort of mentioned about, like, the quiet of the... Alleyway scene that the, that really resonated me with the the rock scene where they're like you have this incredibly insane fighting climax with Evelyn and Joy and it, it literally kind of just like evaporates into like this moment where there's just two rocks silent inside of this like grand like valley and literally that's the moment where it's like you can, you like not a dry eye in the house you can hear the fucking just the emotions kind of hitting people and it's just a really serene fucking moment where even my words can't describe how. Great,
2: and it's such a brave like filmmaking moment, I feel like, to be like, Yeah, after all this action, then you know, and this is also like it's advertised as like an action movie, as like a sci fi movie, and it's like one of our big moments, like this is what we want to be. One of our big climaxes, which is interesting because there's also like three of them, but it doesn't feel like too much, like everyone gets a moment that's their climax, but this is still like the emotional core of the movie, is like the rock them yeah. where no life has developed and you're the audience has been here for fighting for martial arts for comedy and instead there's not gonna be any music and you're just gonna read yeah <laughs> and yeah. like we we're not even gonna we're not even gonna have something for you to listen to like you have to read this section Um, yeah it's like yeah. it removes the thing most of the things that like movies are <laughs> and it's yeah. just like two rocks sitting still and you have to read the script. That's um, what
1: our project was in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz we were great.
0: <laughs> Ahead of the curve. Hey, that's why I was getting emotional watching music videos oh shit the other night and I was texting Daniel I'd be like, "Hey man. <laughs> it's like this this curses music video. Gots me, man. Like, I don't know what it was, but like those colors." <laughs>
2: but for yeah, it's like yeah, the emotional beats of this movie uh, are they really do it for me and yeah just every time the they're all way for me like the rock scene is amazing um but it's the waymond moments that that destroyed me yeah <laughs> um, him absolutely uh, when when she has just like stabbed him with a piece of glass and then he's like trying to like save her and just talking about how uh, we just need, just be kind, especially because no one knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, like, <laughs> crushed me both times. And that's the moment that all throughout today at work I had to go cry about. Because <laughs> that's, like, to me that is, that yeah, is a great moment. everything I would hope to embody in a person and, like, an ethos that I want to carry on forever and i haven't had like good words for it is like just be kind cuz no one knows what's going on <laughs> like yeah. um and then um and then the wonka why just like uh, just like even though you've broken my heart once again uh i want you to know in another life i would have loved doing laundry and taxes with you yeah yeah
0: yeah
2: fuck man yeah. <laughs> like, fuck
0: yeah great symbolism with like the circles and like yeah it's like the the everything bagel and then like her putting the, the googly eye yeah it's like it's yeah. the circles on the bills and everything it's just yeah really so, really fucking uh, someone that. pointed out on twitter and this is not
1: something that i realized when i was watching that the googly eye is the
0: inverse of the bagel <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I did. You make that connection? No, of course not. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a little esoteric. And I smoke a lot of weed, and I was like, ah, but I was I, like, no, I think this I, is I, great. So. Like, yeah. this is a great <laughs> yeah. because, like, he's putting the googly eyes and
1: everything, and even like this when uh, Deirdre is like circling something on like a form, like that becomes the everything yeah. bagel, like this yeah. thick yeah. black circle. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like Deirdre. Like, thinking about the Deirdre stuff made me really emotional, too, because it's yeah. like they didn't have to give this character these emotional beats in the hot dog world, yeah. but the, but they did it. Yeah. Uh,
2: the generosity of that.
1: Yeah, they didn't have to <laughs> make
0: these tender moments. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oof. So good, man.
0: Yeah, the yes. hot dog fingers was, was really strange. Once they started squirting the, the ketchup and mustard, <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, this is the best movie of the year for sure. <laughs>
1: hundred (laughs) percent like and that was one of those things like i i was like okay i don't know how i feel about these hot dog fingers (laughs) when i first saw it i was like okay it's a joke but it's like it feels very juvenile you know um and i i have to ask myself like what is the meaning of these hot dog fingers like what is this getting why hot dog fingers like what is this getting at (laughs) and like i think that doesn't matter (laughs) because the idea like it does matter but it's like a lot of what is happening here is like it's a fucking multiverse. Like there's a there's yeah. a there's a universe where all this shit, uh, a- anything could fucking happen. And so we're just catching glimpses. There's a universe where they're pinatas. We're catching a glimpse of that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and if part of what this movie is getting at is this line that uh, Evelyn gives later in the movie, which is we can do whatever we want. It doesn't matter. She says something along those lines of like we can do whatever we want. Nothing matters. It's like that is the sort of hopeful side of uh you know acknowledging the absurdity of existence yeah which is like you can either be overwhelmed with despair uh or you could just like find inspiration and ease in
0: the absurdity yeah Uh, definitely yeah you gotta just put the googly eyes on when you feel is necessary um i was riding my bike through downtown there's a house in downtown martinez that had like googly eyes like just on it and i was just like here there we go <laughs> you you're, you're a fan and so yeah i yeah just matching yeah like that nihilism with love was really a really powerful moment and yeah yeah i yeah it is it's good Yeah, because if
2: your if your nihilism is just leading to pain and suffering for because I mean it's trying to drive at that they're both right like joy is right like nothing matters and she is eaten up by that nothingness yeah and Evelyn also recognizes that nothing matters and because of that you have to you have to fill it with something that that gives you purpose because you know the hole because everything especially if nothing matters it's like like the only reason to like prolong your own suffering is if you think it has some purpose to it is if you're going to get something out of it at the end so if you also understand that there is no purpose to it that it is in like endless meaninglessness that and that is causing you pain and causing you to uh cause others pain um then you're doing it wrong, because it's like, if nothing matters, why would you want to have a bad time? (laughs) Like, like have a a bad time. And if you can recognize how having a good time makes you feel, wouldn't you want to have other people have a good time? Um, There's no purpose to, yeah, there, like, no one's suffering
1: gives you anything. So we yeah, I feel like I'm going to be thinking about this movie a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, it's crazy to have, like, such an amazing, funny, heartfelt, like, kung fu movie that, like, touches on, like, age, love, sexuality, just, like, this, the state of the universe. It feels very current, but also feels very timeless at the same time. It's just, yeah, it just it, it's firing it on all cylinders, and yeah. it manages to be, like, j- it doesn't feel overwhelming. It is everything, it like... everywhere, all at once. <laughs> I... Yeah,
2: is Correct. this
0: the best movie of all time? <laughs> so I, I was <laughs> thinking about our conversation. We were talking about um, Drive My Car, because I was saying, yeah, I felt I really wanted that to win Best Picture because I felt like it had just, like, all of the things I like about quiet, uh, meditative movies. And then Daniel sort of had the counterpoint that, like, Parasite... Maximalist. <laughs> you, you mentioned that, like, Parasite was a movie that, like, is a, a foreign film that like swept everyone up in a, a very different way where like everyone was talking about that movie and I sort of I feel that like everyone is talking about this movie but it feels a little bit more vulgar and a little bit more edgy than and the And I don't site.
1: know if the people who are talking about it is, this are just part of a particular community that we are also part of. Yeah because like, we're all the yeah.
2: people who are going to seek out a, a, <laughs> a limited release.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so yeah that is like the one thing so like I posted this on Twitter that like it's surprising that this has, has as much positivity that it has because usually there's, you know, people hear like, Oh, this is like Somewhat one of the best amazing. years of best movies of the year. Then you're going to end up with a bunch of people. There's going to be backlash to that. There's going to be a bunch of people like looking for reasons to criticize it. Yeah. Um, and that hasn't really happened yet, but also it hasn't had its wide release. Yeah. Cause
2: the wide release is the eighth, right? Yeah. yeah so we're still two days out from an actual wide release. Um, you know, I told my parents to try and go see it, so maybe they'll be the first naysayers we hear. <laughs> That's not true. My parents will love this movie. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I think it's just going to be, like, Marvel dorks who are, like... You know, had a gay relationship in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I don't know if Jim, Joe, and Bob and Downtown Martinez are gonna like but but identity but politics. I'm, I'm really curious.
2: <laughs> I'm really curious because yeah, yeah, maybe some of that. But at the same time, like the action is great. Like and like the humor is crude and and like and stupid and yeah. like it's like a lot of the the jokes. Like Hot Dog Figures is just like dumb. Like they call it yeah. dumb in the movie. They call it a stupid, stupid universe. Like. um... Like, I think the jokes are actually like they're not highbrow jokes. Like there's nothing there's no, nothing um, esoteric about it. Like not, it's accessible. It's not like, a it's pretentious really movie. Ex- <laughs> it's not pretentious. Like it's accessible. It's not a fucking it's earnest. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, it's not an Inaritu movie. It, yeah, it's so earnest.
2: <laughs> um, I could see me. Maybe... About...
1: Okay, I gotta I gotta say something about Inaritu. Okay. <laughs> like, I it. remember when uh Revenant came out, he said this is a movie that deserves to be seen in. I think he, I want to say he said cathedrals or something like that. Oh. <laughs> this is a movie that deserves to be played at churches, and then, yeah. and then I heard the, the the counterpoint I heard someone someone say to that is all theaters are churches, <laughs> and so yeah. like if you're approaching from that angle, like that's this fucking movie. <laughs> like this movie is a celebration of cinema. Uh, it's a celebration of style of cinematic technique, and it's like an homage to all of these things that came before that inspired it yeah um yes god bless
0: daniels (laughs) also you made a post i forget where it came from but it was also sort of mentioning that it's not so much about like referencing these old things just to like reference it is about like how you recontextualize and like how you use it to sort of bring out the best uh values of them it's supposed to be like oh like we have harrison ford in our movie here here he is as han solo and there he is but isn't it
2: something like um it's it's not uh it's not what you get it from, it's where you take yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a really concise and really nice way to put it. It's like yeah, it's like yeah. you're not just like taking all these old things, it's like what you do and like can you elevate it and just bring it to this yeah. new level. Yeah,
2: it's like referencing in the mood for love is not about like oh look yeah, I know what, you know what that's from <laughs> like yeah. like you love that it's, like, yeah, it's about specifically it? like you do you feel? remember In the Mood for Love people who are familiar with In the Mood for Love like remember how that made you feel um, we're going to try to evoke those the feelings the movie gave you not just like a character not a trope but remember those feelings and our characters are going to be feeling those same feelings that like yearning the, <laughs> that's, that's sort of the drawing out of the emotions this is going to be it's telling you what this sort of section of the movie is about, tonally and emotionally. Yeah, it's a, it's a shorthand. Um, yeah, it's it's so smart. Yeah, and she does like a bullet stop. Like she does like I you don't want to call it bullet time. What exactly do the they call it? Freeze. The neo <laughs> bullet freeze, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's the same sort of, it's like a revelation. She yeah. has a revelation about her power in that moment. And the revelation is like, I need to fight like Wayman fights. Um, versus Matrix also. Like, Neo is realizing like, oh, the, like, the rules are fake. <laughs> like, I don't have to follow those rules. And that's yeah. what she realizes also. I don't have to follow the rules that I've been taught about the world I live in. About conflict. Uh, yeah, conflict uh, yeah. and fighting can be something else
1: completely. To identify... How I can comfort the, my enemies? Yeah, yeah, How the I conflict. Can them. Yeah,
2: yeah. The conflict is like bringing people <laughs> joy and fulfillment. Yeah. Oh, our dog PJ. desperately wants to play right now. <laughs> Pepper Jack, go lay down.
1: <laughs> I hope yeah. that game through
0: on the mic.
2: <laughs> he really wants me to play. Um. Anyway. Uh,
0: um. So there's. I feel like we can rave about this movie for hours and hours. One thing I want to bring up. Is during the production of this movie originally Joy was going to be played by the rapper Aquafina, and I feel like that would have been a much different film if Aquafina was playing Joy. because I, I feel like her, like her, she's great as like a more uh, comic-driven characters. I I haven't seen the Arrival, with, uh, the, Farewell. the Farewell, and I Farewell. haven't either. And that's <laughs> like her opposite. dramatic turn. <laughs> yeah. So
2: I feel like I don't want to comment too much on like how I'm. Glad or disappointed about it because I haven't seen the farewell and I feel like that's the movie that I would compare it to if I was gonna yeah. do anything because it's like that's got an emotional core more than you know her character and Shang Chi, yeah. <laughs> um, more than uh, a spunky valley driver. Yeah, um, yeah I, I do love the bus chase, the bus really chase, love it so I can't I can't uh, ding it too much, um, but yeah, I I know that you felt that she. Not necessarily yeah. her performance, but maybe the character, maybe a little bit of both, was one of the weaker parts of the movie. There was only one moment watching it the second time that I was like, oh yeah, maybe that line could have been delivered better. In general, I was I liked her performance, I thought it was great. So, um,
1: Yeah, for me, Joy, like, when she gets off the elevator with the pig, and she has her <laughs> little action moment, I was like... For me, I just felt a little overwhelmed by... All of the like randomness, like there, there, there are points where I was like, "Is this just like, oh, it's so random? That's silly." Kind of, yeah. hu- kind of humor. Yeah, because I'm
0: not really into that. Uh, and there, I feel.
1: I, yeah, go go ahead. ahead. No,
0: no, go ahead. I was gonna say there's a joke that happens that I feel like towards like the middle of this movie when everything is just going insane. Where like, it happens so fast that like. I don't feel like my audience had a chance to like react to it. It's when uh, Gong Gong shows up like in the fancy world. and He like rams into Joy, like he like runs her into the wall, and like there was a, like that beat like just came and went so fast, like no one laughed at it. But I was like, that's like a funny thing that happened. guess <laughs> like, it's, like, like, it's, it's a slapstick moment. It's so fast. <laughs> it's just it's just flanked with just so much other shit that it's just like, oh yeah, like it, it's it's funny, but like yeah, it's just, it just kind of comes yeah. and you know, comes and goes.
1: Do you have a favorite comedic moment in this?
0: Um, honestly, I think when, like, the butt plug fight starts, that's when I was, like, this is, like, this as funny as it can be. Like, I was really into that. Um, uh, like, I also just, like, the... Like, I keep going back to the rock scene, like, when she, like, turns, and there's, like, the googly eyes on the rock, and yeah. she slowly starts sliding over. I just, like, I, I thought that was just really great. Just the like, line.
2: Just... The line that there is, I'm gonna get ya. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just
2: so great. <laughs> so, the, that's one of my favorite moments in the movie, yeah. Where her daughter's like, don't, don't do that, you're just, just be a rock. And she's just like, I'm gonna get ya. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Also, I think, um... Uh, I think I laughed the hardest when uh, her she gets like the pinky strength and like her pinkies get super buff and she like hits the guy in the chin. I think they use like the sound from Super Smash Brothers that they, yeah, Lube, they like, he did hear he that. Used, yeah, yeah, like Luigi use uses a, when he does his upbeat. It's on IMDb <laughs> trivia. High pitch yeah. noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was so fucking happy. I was just like, yes, like thank you. Like just using like a sound cue from like video game. Like our Shilas yeah. is just fucking great and i just thought that it was just so appropriate that it's uh, yeah a pinky and that's another <laughs> yeah that's another ceiling.
2: like using like meta stuff using using references um to pop culture um to the outside world <laughs> like the world outside of the universe of the movie yeah, yeah. um as shorthand and as effect like like a video game sound effect from a like beloved childhood game (laughs) is going to evoke a very specific like emotional reaction amongst the people who have played that game and know exactly what that is like um yeah yeah a reward sound (laughs) is gonna trigger something deep in your lizard brain from when you were you know
0: yeah i'm really fascinated about like sound cues and stuff like that um you're familiar with the artist frank ocean yeah, of course. So on uh, his <laughs> album Channel Orange, the, the first sound on that album is like the sound from the original PS One turning on, oh, nice. and like it's just like it's a really good way. To sort of mentioning what Emily said about sounds evoking emotion. It's like a yeah. a, a, a five second sound cue. I yeah, just most. But, like just those five seconds. Is the reward so, like, oh. <laughs> centers
2: of your brain, every pleasure yeah. center is activated from like an eleven year old version of you. Yeah,
0: there's a
1: Bjork song that samples the pp7 sound from goldeneye the (laughs) sound yeah and also has a sample from this video game shadow man that i loved as a kid that like no one played and so when i heard (laughs) it i was just like i can't believe there's a fucking shadow man sample on this bjork song
0: (laughs) that's great yeah this is really dope um i think that might be about it um and also i feel like this is a uh, connection I just had to make so there's a character in this movie he's part of the Chinese choir he's a, a silent Chinese guy, a little shorter big glasses um, that actor's name is Waymond Lee and so I just thought it was interesting that our main character's name in this movie yeah. is also Waymond. but also I've been binge watching Workaholics and Waymond Lee is a recurring character on that oh, show as well I, I just thought that was an interesting little connection also a, a good name actors.
2: Good name that I'm seeing in the cast Biff
0: list. Is, oh, you just gave it. I was just about to build up to it.
1: <laughs> was it uh, Jenny Was Swank? it Penis Wang? Um, no, uh,
2: no, there's a man the the man who plays the uh he was the voice of Rakakooney. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> <No>.
2: <laughs> well,
0: never mind. There's a
2: guy named Biff Whip. He's in it. That's a good Biff name.
0: Whiff. Yeah. That's great. <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> um, Is that...
2: Are we going to do a, What Have You Been Watching Lately? Because yeah. I don't have anything to say. You, know, you guys are just going to talk about Elden Ring, so go for it.
0: <laughs> no, I saw something.
1: So. <laughs> Alright, Daniel, what have you been watching this week? I watched another Michelle Yeoh movie called Yes, Madame. Um, okay. let, me, let me open up a window for it. It's probably Madam. Yes, yeah, Yes, Madam. Yes, Madam. <laughs> you may karate chop me. <laughs> um... But yeah, this is a movie starring Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock, who is, like, another action star. She's a white lady. Um, But uh, the disappointing... Like, so in this movie, they both play, like, two badass cops who would just, like, punch and kick people. But the disappointing (laughs) thing about this movie is that it's mostly just about, like, these three bumbling crooks. And so you watch the trailer, and you're probably, like, thinking, oh, yeah, I can't wait to watch these chicks, like, just, like beat some dudes ass. up <laughs> and then like they're not really the driving force of this movie um, huh. it has one really really good stunt in it where um, so michelle yo she is she's like fighting some guys up uh, uh upstairs against this like railing and she they kind of like push her back over the railing she hooks it with her legs Falls backwards, breaks through this glass that's below the rail, grabs her two opponents by the <laughs> legs, and then pulls Damn. them through the glass and throws them like the to the Out floor below. Yeah. yeah, and then hops back up, and it's just so badass. Uh, yeah, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yes, Madame, not the best movie. It's like it's kind of leans too far into the comedy of these these criminals but uh it still holds up I mean it's still totally functional it's just not what I wanted <laughs> um, so I, w- I would still recommend it though just just That's go cool. in knowing that you're not gonna get as much
0: uh, action as you'd hope there's no uh, extended glass sequence like in Police Story. <laughs> uh, bl- oh, glass sequence! There's a part in Police Story where, like, towards the end, he like gets chased into a mall, and there's just like just tons of just <laughs> scene, like moments where it's just like people are getting punched with glass, or like it's just just a lot of glass stunts happening. That's like
1: no. there's some decent
0: glass stunts in this. Um, I feel like the 80s was, like, the best time for that because
2: it's, like,
0: safety was <laughs> the lowest and the, the cocaine usage was the highest.
1: I, I watched, uh, I'm not sure if I finished it. I was watching Rumble in the Bronx, and there's a whole scene where it's just, like, these, like, punk rocker thugs, uh, <laughs> like, wrap up uh, baseball bats in fabric, and then, like, Jackie Chan is, like, caught in an alleyway, and he's, like, up against the wall, and they just start, like, throwing uh, beer bottles up in the air and then hitting them with these bats, and then just, like, yeah, throwing see, yeah. glass bottles at Jackie Chan. Um, glass, yeah.
2: Glass-based glass stunt work.
1: Yeah. I've heard it's super satisfying, like, breaking, like, fake movie glass. Um, yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah, and if you ever make a movie, just, like, write in some glass-breaking scenes <laughs> and then uh, cast You'll me. You'll love it. <laughs> yeah. I'll,
0: I'll save that for when I have the budget for safety and <laughs> all of those things that are needed. Yeah. For a disaster, throw me through a window, <laughs> have a bar fight.
2: So, you watched Yes, Madam. We also started, and then I went, to Yes, bed. Madam. Uh, yes, yes, <laughs> okay, yes, Madam. Um, but Daniel and I had ever actually never seen, um, uh, oh my gosh, uh, in the mood for love. That's oh, yeah. the word we'd never seen in the mood, mood for love all the way through. Starting to watch it, I felt like I was like, oh, I'm extremely familiar with this because I've seen enough of it just through clips throughout the years and in films and stuff like that. Um, It seems like almost every moment in that movie is like, especially every moment where there isn't dialogue is just iconic and you've certainly seen it before. Like, the music cues are like, so amazing. Anyway, so we started watching that. Did you finish it then? No.
1: I was playing Elder Ring with this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Wonkar,
0: why? Yeah. (laughs) got gargoyles uh, Yeah, should have had more gargoyles in your movie. <laughs>
1: um,
2: but uh that was also definitely inspired <laughs> by everything ever Elden Ring, I mean. Yeah. Very inspired by Where's by all by the Darius. jar people? <laughs> uh, yeah, what have you been watching, Thomas?
0: Um well, Atlanta premiered like last week, and so I've been watching that. Just got to give a shout out. The first episode is like really, really sad. It's like based off of uh, murder that involved like two adoptive white uh, lady, like ado- uh, adoptive parents or whatever, yeah. and then like f- like four or five like black kids, and then like like it's just a, it's an episode that sort of remixes and kind of re- uh, contextualizes that uh, that little story and kind of in the atlanta fashion kind of just highlighting just the absurdities of the black experience and just like just the sheer darkness of that like that kind of uh murder that kind of happens but like once that episode is done like this third season takes place in europe it's a really great like scene change like just i love just like how this show looks i'm not sure if it's shot on film but it looks like it's shot on film it's just one of those gorgeous shows where all the shots are just just feel very like deliberate and just like really slow pace. And I'm just happy that the show is back. Um, also, I um, bah, bah, bah. what did I write down? Oh yeah. So the other night, like I was working and I wasn't able to go to the punk show that you invited me to, Daniel. But when I was done, I was kind of chilling, watching TV, and I got to experience. Um, an Adult Swim April Fool's joke like in real time which okay. I, they, I, I'm not sure if you've ever like have experienced it but you're familiar that Adult Swim does April Fool's jokes sometimes like they'll do something as simple as like oh they'll just play the room mm-hmm. over and over again it's, like in the past like one year they Played the Aqua Aquatine Hunger Force movie, but it was just in this like the corner of the screen without <laughs> sound. So it's like, yeah, like here's the premiere of the movie, but you can't hear it and you can't really <laughs> enjoy it. And so every year they do something, and so for this year they did the thing. There's like this character called like Pibby, and it was like just. Glitching the like the broadcast essentially, so sometimes it would be like a really small thing, and sometimes it'd just be like like an entire scene kind of just getting all glitched out. So I thought that was really cool. I w- wasn't really expecting it because April Fools is one of those things that it like you don't think about it until like you start hearing dumb shit yeah. that, like that morning. You're like, oh yeah, it's April Fools. Like this post seems fake. You see, but, you see a headline
2: <laughs> that's like, wait, what happened? And you get yeah. taken for a minute, and
0: then like, yeah, either it's like really <laughs> obvious and dumb. Or it's, like, really, I think Adult Swim is, like, the like they kind of do it the best, where it's, like, they have, I don't know, like, a six or 12-hour block of programming or whatever it is, and then within that, they can sort of just do something either really small or subtle or, like, kind of just get kind of crazy. So there's some scenes of, like, of Rick and Morty where shit just got, like, really weird and uh, sitting there just, like, pretty high, just like, this is, like, incredible. (laughs) I I really appreciate, like, those things that kind of happen. Like, right now they post all of them, like, Last year, they did this thing, it was Adult Swim Junior, where it was, like, they took some of their shows and, like, made, like, kids' versions of them with, like, all the swearing out so of cool. animation. Yeah. yeah. That's cool
1: and that they, they make it, board. like, a live event. You want to tune in to Adult Swim on April 1st. Yeah,
0: and, and sometimes, like, it's really quick. Like, for Adult Swim Junior, it was only, like, a couple of shows and a couple of bumps and, like, not a lot of content. And even for this one, it wasn't, like, a lot of stuff. Like, it probably came down to, like, maybe an hour and a half of content. But they upload them all on YouTube now, which is kind of cool, so you can sort of catch up on it if you've missed out on it but i i, I think that's a really like dope thing that like I know, cable is like a dying medium but like i think it's really cool that you still have a, like, a station that kind of just like embraces just going yeah. completely left field and just doing something really weird yeah so yeah I've got to enjoy that and um lastly uh I binge watched season five of better call saul over the past <laughs> two days and um
2: two days had, dang yeah,
0: Yeah, um, season five is good. Um, It has some very strong moments. I think the show, uh, probably at its best, is in seasons three and four. But I'm like I'm saying, like, really happy that the show is like almost returning and is almost back. And yeah, I cannot wait to like watch that show week by week. Like, that's one of those things that like it's cool to sort of be a part of a TV show. That, like, when they do, like, the binge drop thing is kind of cool when, like, all, all episodes are available at once. But I think I prefer the week-to-week, especially for big prestige dramas like yeah. this, where it's, like, everyone is going to be kind of, like, tuning in to, to see if Saul is going to ruin his life or not. So am looking forward to it. <laughs> What's
2: the timeline like on the show? Is it all pre-Breaking Bad? Or have you... Is there, like, a time... Maybe I shouldn't ask this. Maybe this it's, is It's all right?
0: firmly pre-Breaking pre-break, Bad. But there are, like... It does get to a point where, as uh, season one is pretty much its own cast, but now it's like in season five, there's like cameos from mm,
2: uh, from Breaking whatever. Bad,
0: peeps? yeah, Breaking okay. Bad characters showing up, and it's, it's when they show up, up Brad, <laughs> Breaking Brad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and when they show up, it, it is like it could be done in a really like over the top way, but I think they do. I think Vince Gilligan is really good at sort of doing things in ways that are like restrained. And, yeah I, know, I think it kind of goes with that, that western kind of genre it's the visual uh, vocabulary of breaking bad yeah. and better call Saul is like New Mexico desert I just watched this episode where it's Saul and Mike they're just in the desert they're like he's just lugging around seven million dollars and just, just, just trying to survive <laughs> and just I just love shit like that
1: yeah highly yeah. recommend it yeah.
0: Still gotta watch
2: it. Yeah, that stuff. It's like uh it's like a chamber piece, even if you're not necessarily in one room for the whole thing. It's like just watching yeah. a character deal with a single situation yeah. under very like limiting circumstances. That's always yeah. the best episodes of everything. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. It's like that's sort of what the most recent episode of Atlanta is like. They all go to a party, but like this rich guy. <laughs> so it's just like all of the things that can sort of happen at this party they, they, yeah. they've done episodes like that before there's one where like they go to a club and they're just like trying to chase down this nightclub promoter and he's literally like pressing oh yeah buttons on, <laughs> and, like disappearing behind walls and shit. So they do that like really <laughs> yeah that's well great yeah <laughs> I, just, so it's my favorite show of all time i'm so happy it's back and i'm, I'm yeah i'm enjoying tv these days couldn't be happier <laughs> um, yeah, that was such. Except a good when time. I play, except when I play Elden Ring and I get smashed around and then I get frustrated. Yeah, <laughs> I got to a that
1: Last gargoyle, dude. You, you guys <laughs> still didn't
2: do that last night. We there? God okay, so we
0: fought.
1: We we we're, beat like six gargoyles <laughs> last night.
0: <laughs> we're, we're doing shifts because we're playing on three different yeah. worlds. So it's like we'll fight the boss on mine, then we'll do it for Kevin, then yeah, we'll, do then it we'll try and do it. For so me. who is
2: who has it
1: beat to do it for point. me
0: because. Uh, I think Kevin and Thomas have the gargoyle
1: that we were trying to fight last night. We beat, okay, there was one gargoyle that we beat, I think, on all three of our accounts. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's another gargoyle that I think we didn't beat on
0: my account because I couldn't summon Kevin, so it was just me and Thomas. Mm. And then we kept getting invaded. Kept getting so invaded we're like, dude. This, yeah. this dude named Rats kept coming yeah, in. Bloody Finger Rats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is this an NPC or a player? No, he's a guy. He's a guy.
0: He's a, he's a dude. <laughs> he's a
1: dude somewhere Some out there. Some fucking There's kid out there think thinks he's funny. Fan of the show. <laughs> Frequent listener. Okay, so what we got to do, I looked it up. So, so Rats, Carl. the thing Rats was doing is they got this... Electric roll where they're just like Ooh. rolling towards you, but that they're electrified great. and they just roll into is, you for whatever reason. Terrible. Your shield does nothing. <laughs> so, what you're what you gotta do, which we weren't doing, just jump over him, <laughs> uh. jump over him, run the other way. <laughs> <laughs> he comes at you again, jump over him. No, again. what you gotta do tired. is you gotta get
2: yourself an electric roll and then you just roll into roll each, other. each
0: other. Just, uh, roll, just like battle box, ignore
2: the boss, <laughs> just roll into each other. Uh, have a yeah, battle. C- Gotta <laughs> I
0: will not stoop it down to that level. <laughs> I refuse. Roll fight.
2: <laughs> Roll fight with rats. But yeah, yeah I know. got to
0: Melania last oh. night and oh. that fight is just ridiculous. It, okay. She's not the last one, is she? No, but she's one of like the more notorious uh yeah, post game is pretty ridiculous. bosses. Yeah. Yeah. It's great stuff.
1: Can you summon for that? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not there yet, so <laughs>
0: It's it's in a it's in a bad place. <laughs> it's, in a place it's in a place like the late game uh, has, is kind of notorious. Some people say it's really unbalanced and kind of unfair. Yeah. And some people are saying like, "Well, this is kind of just how it is." And, yeah. Um, yeah. The place that she is in is in an area that like is very polarizing. I
1: Is it like just covered area. in poison or what? <laughs> Don't.
0: Want <It's> that. <laughs> this is no 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 no.
2: No talking about what it's covered in.
0: It's. uh I'll say that. It's not so much, well, there there is rot, there is scarlet yeah, rot there, scarlet. but it's also where it's like, the enemies that are there are just all mini-bosses, as opposed ah, to just enemies. <laughs> <It's> so, <funny. laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just obnoxious.
2: Yeah, it seems like the debate online about whether the game is unfair and powering levels is people complaining about, you know, it's unfair, like, some bosses are overpowered, and then the opposing argument is basically just like, well, life's not fair. <laughs> yeah. What do you want him to do? Well, change life? Yeah. And I can get real. That. That's good. Yeah. It's
0: like, sorry, if you want an easy game, go play Mario Kart. Yeah. If, you want a, if you want a challenge to overcome and be a better person.
1: Respect your character to this exact build. For- yeah.
0: And then you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, like, I keep going back to, like, I'm having fun, I kind of, I've been yo-yoing, sometimes I'm, like, not into it, sometimes I'm having a lot of fun, but yeah, I still, I don't know if I'm gonna do New Game Plus, because, like, I'm loving yeah. the space that I'm in now, but, like, the idea of starting over just sounds It like, does so
1: feel bad. like, it does feel like, though, I'm missing out on half the game by not... <laughs> like playing a different yeah. character because it's like there's a whole world of possibilities that I haven't explored. I didn't do any I didn't touch any magic. I only did incantations.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah, and the whole NPC thing too where there's so many yeah. people who have just like died and then, yeah. yeah, their quest is just ended. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe
1: yeah, hmm. I'm sure when they release the DLC it'll be one of the situations where it's like it it'll, it'll be like Bloodborne where it's like if you beat the game you can't go play the DLC, because the game's over, so you have to start over again. <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe when there's DLC, I'll, I'll revisit it in a couple of years or something. Yeah. Yeah. We shall see. Alright. So what about uh, next
0: franchise? What are we doing?
2: Muppets! Uh, Muppets!
0: I don't know. I, I was interested in Muppets, but yeah, there's eight, movie, there's eight Muppet movies.
2: Well, you can do a best of. And I think you can ignore the newest ones.
0: Maybe we only
1: do ones that Jim Henson actually had a hand in.
2: And I think you should also not do Christmas Carol, because that is seasonally inappropriate.
0: Hmm. Okay could save Christmas Carol for Christmas. That would be a controversial choice. <laughs> also, yeah, there was mention of uh, Alien. Also, we had uh, some people on Twitter suggesting things. There was suggestions of cars. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that was me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, really? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: and I was not serious because I don't want Daniel to watch Cars in this house. Um, <laughs> Cause I mean I have to wash cars You gotta go to wash
0: cars Wife won't let the homies wash cars you gotta come <laughs> over to my house
2: Oh all You can go on at work Um you
0: got cars one, cars two <laughs> Planes, cars three oh, had planes. Is planes, would, would that count? Can, cannon
2: Oh, I'm regretting no. It that's that. the
0: one that's the most interesting because they say okay, so there's cars, the universe, but in planes, there's a World War II. So it implies that there is a there's plane a Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> it there's implies that there is a plane Hitler. I'm, yeah. Also, I'm down for alien. I'm 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 leaning towards let's do the base. let's
1: do the alien movies, not aliens versus predator, and not the prequels. So just like, you know,
2: if you're going to be true, if you're going to say, <laughs> you know, we don't have to actually watch the whole franchise, the then you series. might as well do the Muppets.
1: <laughs> the original series. No crossover series. No so that's already, series.
2: how many movies is
1: that? It's four movies.
2: It's four that's movies four. versus yeah. six original Muppet movies. Five if you cut Christmas Carol.
1: We wouldn't cut Christmas Carol because it's an original Muppet movie. That's
0: like the most popular I would movie? not cut Christmas Carol.
1: I would do if we were doing Muppets. I would do every. It's not cutting Henson, it. It's
2: saving it for everything challenge. that a
1: Henson was attached to. So we wouldn't do the Muppets or the Muppets Most Wanted, the two most recent ones.
2: Or, uh... oh no, I guess Brian Henson
1: involved in Muppets from Space. <laughs> I'm,
0: I, I, I could I could be down for Muppets too. I'm I am totally down for either one. Okay,
1: so listeners, next week
0: it could be aliens. It could be Muppets. <laughs> I'll say this: I've seen all of the Alien films. I have only seen one Muppet. <gasps> movie.
2: Then you simply must do Muppets. <laughs> Which Muppet movie have say, you I'm seen? The...
0: Christmas Carol. Yeah. Okay. But literally as as a child, and so Thomas. Not not with fresh eyes.
1: I think Muppet the Muppet movies will allow for the more interesting, uh, you know, departure. Episodes. Intermediaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Because it's like Great Muppet Caper. You can do a heist movie. Uh, Muppet Christmas Carol <laughs> Mupp- we can do, you can, you can know, do a Michael Caine movie <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Michael Cain. Muppet Treasure Island that's got a uh, Tim Curry in it you can do a Tim Curry yeah. movie we you can, can do, do a, uh, uh, Muppets from Space you can do t- 2001 Space Odyssey you can do Cabin Boy
0: <laughs> for Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Treasure Island sounds like a good time
2: Treasure Island I saw as a kid, but the one that my family actually owned was Great Muppet Caper, and I saw that a lot, and it's fantastic. We watched it not too long ago. It's great. I highly recommend it. I do. I don't know if Daniel does. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. Stay tuned. I <laughs> saw it, too. Okay.
1: Do I recommend it? <laughs> On Zimmer ooh. did the music for Muppet Treasure Island? Shit. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah I feel like. We <laughs> might have to do Muppets. <laughs> okay. okay, it's Muppets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, alright.
0: You heard it here. Next time on Vague Zone, we're know. starting with okay. the Muppets franchise. No worries, Pepper Jack. Alright, so this has been episode 80 of Vague Zone. If you would like to contact us, you can email us at vaguezonepod at gmail.com. You can let us know what you think about the Muppet franchise we are about to watch. If you would like to tweet at us at VagueZone on Twitter, let us know what you're watching, what you've been up to, what you've been playing. Let us know if you're down to join some Elden Ring games. We'll find a way. Make it happen. That's not a promise. That might not happen. <laughs> I'm just saying things. Um, we'll the find a way. Episode, <laughs> yes, <laughs> in episode 80. Um, anything is possible. Just like this movie's been saying. I'm Thomas. And I'm Daniel. Thank you for joining us, Emily. Oh,
2: thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Alright, peace. <laughs> Shit.